Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart podcast <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Elenito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber, very satisfied. <laughs> Weird. Because uh, we're, yeah. po- we're not a podcast uh, okay. about a TV okay. show anymore. We're a podcast about a series we're- of made-for-TV movies. <laughs> That's true. Tonight we get to discuss the rarely discussed <laughs> 1993 television film Heart to Heart Returns. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we may be the first people to discuss this in a public forum. Really? You think so? No, that can't be true, can it? I think it can. What about the screening, the Q&A after the screening? Do you really think there was one? There must have been. I bet there was. I don't know. There, the, the fanfare for this must have been pretty amazing because it it's was- It's a big deal yeah, to come back yeah, on the air. These years iconic later. characters. It's irrelevant to me, but I know you guys it like to irrelevant. think about that stuff. It is irrelevant. <laughs> of, course, of course it's irrelevant, but I do, I do just want to, I want to know as much as we can know. Uh, yes. Since we are talking about Clearly, it. I've dropped the ball on that. Um, <laughs> I am choosing to fixate on the fact that I didn't realize that we were going to continue on with Minute Maxes for the movie. <laughs> Although I think we, we may have discussed it possibly even on air. I think I was just having one of those like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then I just threw, you know, my bottle of Dom Perignon out the window of my car and. It just smashed You're dumb, a close-up shot on the asphalt as I In slow motion. Off. Yes. <laughs> That's I exactly thought... how that happened. By Minute Max, I said. Yeah. <laughs> About eight times throughout this movie, though, in my mind, I was like, how the fuck are we going to do a Minute Max for this? It does not well, translate. See? So, I mean, it's a different format. So I think yeah. maybe approach it from a different angle. I'm glad you said that because I'll be doing mine. I'll be doing mine hysterically. I'll be doing mine first. That's all I know is that I rolled up here and found that out. And I'm just going to found that out is in heavy, heavy quotation marks. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I just thought like, I don't know. Uncovered that suppressed memory. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair to me and I guess you. Not that that is mattering a lot to me right now. We're pushing Ellen's nose into her Dom Perignon on the side of (laughs) the highway. (laughs) Yeah. Goodbye, Minute Max. (laughs) Nope. Hello, Minute Max. Minute Max returns. (laughs) (laughs) All right, people. New segment, Minute Max Returns. All right. (laughs) We still only have a minute. We have a minute, but we're gonna be we're gonna be forgiving. Okay. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I mean I'm not ready, but I I will do it. (laughs) Which I think is what everybody knows is what I mean when I say I'm ready, which I don't say very often. Yes. Okay. All right, three, two, one, go. Okay. (laughs) Um Heart to Heart Returns. So it's like 10 years later, Jennifer's got long, beautiful hair. It's exciting. Freeway's dead, but there's Freeway Jr. Mm. Mayhem, you know, ensues, blah, blah, blah. You got it, Sisters. Um, Freeway <laughs> Jr.'s there. Max is there. The hearts are together. Um, and Jonathan's got yet another 
creepy friend that thinks it's cool to say gross things about his wife, Jennifer, to him, which is just always very yuck. But this guy also is Mr. McDowell and he runs an aviation company. And then they kind of, it opens, oh, I forgot this part. It opens with like this kind of uh, Top Gun thing where Jonathan has the bomb ass uh, pilot named Valentine, which is so great. But so, but it's a simulator. Anyways, um, this guy, he is going to take a break. Um, after asking Jonathan if he'll buy his company, he takes a break to go loot artifacts. Um, by the way, it's <laughs> set in Seattle. Then there's a bunch of confusing shit about a research guy and a bunch of different agents. And these guys are doing that thing where they're like, we need to distract Jonathan so long enough to so that he won't buy the company because we're shady. Mm-hmm. Jennifer's hair is good. Did I say that already? <laughs> I can't say it enough. It's always good. Okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, that's just what it's going to be like. <laughs> yeah, I hope somebody else feels like putting some plot in there. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm that's try. not my strong suit, as you know. I'm going to see what I can do. Okay. Because I honestly barely even know what happened in this movie. That's how I feel. Heart to Heart Returns. Jonathan is in Seattle with his friend who's selling, who wants him to buy his company from him. Uh, his son is a techie uh, because it's Seattle. Jennifer is uh, doing an article about uh, military doctors, and one of them is really (laughs) sleazy to her and has a partner who's in prison for life, and I don't know why. Uh, Jonathan (laughs) asks his friend Eric to uh, investigate his friend's company because he's going to buy it, and he ends up dead. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> uh, the hearts, the the uh, Jonathan's friend ends up trapped in a mine. I don't know why. His son's software finds him. They get him out alive. Cool. His son is now the owner of the company. Then Jennifer hits the doctor that she was writing about over the head with a vase. I don't know why, but it was my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> episode. It was a movie. That was my minimap. Um, <laughs> that, that was very good. Okay. I can really only think of one thing that you and I have not mentioned. We'll see if Joe mentions it. Uh, <laughs> now it's it's tearing me up inside. I think I, I, I think I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I mention it in my mad dash to try to get this, all this plot out. Okay. Heart to Heart Returns. Jonathan is going to buy an aviation company that does a bunch of like war sort of stuff. And the son of the <laughs> CEO is like a hacker. And Jennifer is writing a story about some medical world, medical people. And then their house gets burned down. <laughs> the heart's house gets fucking burned down while Max is walking freeway at three in the morning. And so their house is burned down. They have to find another place to live. And they go to Malibu and find another place to live. Jennifer's story gets, gets nixed. She's it's not going to be published for some reason. Because the guy who is in charge of the paper that was going to be written for is in friends with the man she put in jail. So she goes to the man <laughs> she put in jail and she asks him to read a story. And she, he reads it and tells her that the story is actually going to be published. Jonathan and the, man, the aviation man's lunch was listened to by these criminals. And they're, they're framing Jonathan for murder. They're framing him for the murder of his researcher. And they... Cave in a, a they cave in a cave that the CEO's in, but they find him with his son's help, and he gets out, and then Jennifer smashes a vase over the guy's head. The end. Uh, oh Joe. my god! You really yeah, you're, you you MVP'd did the work. That. You really oh, did yeah. the work. I couldn't. Yeah, that's not understandable. What the plot was still. 
Oh well, that's well. Th- that was no no one was expecting you yeah. to make maybe <laughs> make because this I don't understand what the plot was. Yeah. The only four people can do that: the Sisler Community Playhouse. Sisler's help us <laughs> now. Everyone, get comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> the Sisler Community Playhouse probably presents Heart to Heart returns. Oh my God, Jonathan Hart is flying head to head with Tom Cruise. No, darling, that's Mike Connors. Oh yeah. <laughs> Meet Bill McDowell, Jonathan's best friend, who wants to sell his company because his son is too wimpy to run it. Jonathan and Jennifer keep missing each other. It's been <laughs> happening for, say, oh, almost 10 years. Jennifer is doing a story about doctors who drink coffee at Borders. Hey, Ellen, who's <laughs> that tall guy she's talking to? Didn't he used to coach basketball? Turns out World Team Watch Medical out. is on the upswing after years of corruption. The military industrial complex wants to stop Jonathan from buying McDowell Aviation at any cost. Jonathan returns home with dinner and, well, something else. The hearts tell Freeway Jr. to behave in public. Are they, Are they talking to this dog? dog? <laughs> the hearts take a mini vacation at a cabin minus drunken Max. Romance oh, ensues. <laughs> Jennifer finds out her article on World Team Medical was canceled. And now we take a moment to mourn the loss of 3100 Willow Pond Drive. <sighs> oh no, Joe, oh. what did you do? Bill's son Peter shows Jonathan a potential deus ex machina while they discuss the plans for McDowell Aviation. Jennifer discovers her article was killed by the former head of World Team Medical. The FBI discovers Jonathan's numbers guru is dead. Mrs. H seeks information from an imprisoned doctor. The FBI and the JHI board of directors think Jonathan is a killer. But, but the, the heart for that. Turns out Hard House was torched to cover up a theft. Hearts head off in search of Bill McDowell and mayhem, mayhem ensues. <laughs> Peter Mack and JHI, Jonathan and Jennifer rescue a small child trapped in a well. Try again. <laughs> Turns out the bad guys are selling weapons under the table. Jennifer does solo cosplay to bring down villainous cadre number one. Using a jumbo <laughs> word salad, Jennifer solves the arson of Willow Pond and who framed the former head of World Team Medical. Sorry, Ellen. The white shadow has faded to black. Oh, Once again, setting the bar impossibly high for every straight married man on planet Earth, Jonathan uses Dodger Stadium to surprise Jennifer with the ultimate anniversary present. Oh, yeah. If you don't tear up, you are neither devoted, diehard, nor satisfied. Ooh. The oh. end. Oh, wow. 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 I feel like that was a little bit more than a minute. Uh, That was, yeah, that was uh, two minutes and 15 seconds, people. What? What? Wait a damn second. This is their their, uh, I, Claudius of mini maxes. (laughs) (laughs) They broke all the rules and mayhem ensued. They probably logically assumed that we would extend the mini max for movie length. Oh no! Viewings, no. episodes. <laughs> no, we li- we live off the chaos. I just live to see Ellen sweat. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I live to uh, spend a full minute. Generally, not getting even to one bit of the plot. <laughs> <laughs> not even the burning down of of fucking Willowbrook Lane. Oh my I god! C- I was so Pond Road. shocked when I that happened. Cannot believe that I didn't bring that up. Uh, in my flashcard well, version of a minute because it was traumatizing. Oh, by the way, well, sister, sister community players, thank you so much. That was really great. Thank you. That yes, was actually like players. informative. Uh, I now know what happened in the episode. Right, and the, take um, your time. Multiple white shadow callouts. I have to. I support that. I'm grateful for that. <sighs> this movie. So, I where to begin? Where to I would begin? Like to begin? Begin at the beginning. I, I guess. would like to begin in 1993. Uh, 1993 <laughs> luck. was a very brutal 
period. It was in the midst of a very brutal period for <laughs> filmed television content. I just, every shot, every shot is claustrophobic in a 90s television movie. Like, mm. I, I feel the walls closing in on everything. Mm. Um, mm. Also, 90s American architecture is a fucking nightmare. It, the, <laughs> it is such a... When they find that house... Are you talking house, about the offices of McDowell Aviation? Oh, no. You about the beach house? That's, the beach house. That place, again, like this massive place full of windows that they somehow make seem like a waiting room at a doctor's office, like at an oncologist's <laughs> office. Like it's a place you don't want to be. Everything in a 90s television movie is a place you don't want to be waiting for something that you don't want to happen. Their how the house they move into that they rent for yeah. some reason or the aviation well, I, office. That I I called the the how, both, both. Yeah, yeah. Both of those places. Right. It kind of reminded me of um do you remember that movie Bad Influence with Rob Lowe? Absolutely. That's what that was what the, all the glass brick was get the vibes <laughs> it was giving me. Oh. And the staircase then like now I'm like glancing nervously over my left shoulder and at it's your glass brick at, at my <laughs> my spiral staircase. <laughs> oh yeah. There was that weird staircase. Like freak. It, what like it reminded me freak. of glass brick always reminds me of St. Elmo's fire cuz there's so much glass brick in that one apartment. But then there was the staircase up to a kitchen where Jonathan had the weirdest, most awkward little dinner with this guy in this. Oh, they had poached chicken breasts for lunch. Yeah. With no lights on. It, it felt like a closed mall or something that they were eating. And it was really bizarre. It, it I, all felt like they were in office buildings that were not open mm -hmm. for the yeah, day. Like they, yeah. were, they were shooting on the cheap in office buildings that were not open. Yeah, totally. Of course. As the person that just glanced over at my spiral staircase, of course, <laughs> I love the weird aesthetic of the aviation office in particular. I couldn't really get a beat on the rental home, the Hearts rental home uh, from this particular film. But I feel like what really stuck out to me at McDowell Aviation in particular. So, so Jonathan's friend, What's his face, McDowell, Mr. Mc I'll call him Mr. McDowell. Yeah. Um he is the kind of dad that runs a war machine business. <laughs> yeah. He's the kind of friend that creeps on, on um his friend's wife uh, over and over again. Yeah, that was he's gross. the kind of dude that um insults his assistant for bringing him a lunch that would make it so he wouldn't have a heart attack and drop dead. Mm -hmm. But he's also a guy who has a son that is dead and he is mean <laughs> to the son that's still alive. Yeah. That's where I was going with that. So he's mean to the son, Peter, Peter, yeah. Peter. Peter. And, but what TJ we know now that we, it is not 1993, what we know now is that Peter is a genius who probably um, made billions of dollars shifting McDowell Aviation's uh, computer-based technologies towards what they refer to in the film as peacetime mm -hmm. uh, options, mm -hmm. right? So Peter does not want to be part of the war machine and explicitly calls out his dad using this technology that he's invented, which is basically infrared technology that yeah. um, sees through walls. So basically Peter can see the bones in his own hand or whatever. <laughs> and... Um, 
he is sitting. I'm getting. I'm going somewhere, you guys. I, I am. I swear to God. And where I'm going is in the building that we were just talking about, and it's the beep boop boop room. Yeah, where yeah. Peter shows Jonathan his uh, infrared uh, heat seeking uh, X ray esque technology, and it is because that beep boop boop room. In 1993, <laughs> I'm like, did we really do Beep Boop Boop Room in 1993? 1993? Yes. Like the year of in utero, Exile and Guyville, we're Beep Boop Booping it, but he is sitting in front of the craziest light up yes. fake uh, Beep Boop Boop computer ever mm-hmm. and talking very earnestly with Jonathan about technology that totally makes sense. So, but he also has that sad look behind his eyes because his dead brother is always going to win over him. Or is he? Mm-hmm. he his is. dead brother, TJ, which just TJ, made me want to punch my hand through Who's obviously a hero, <laughs> a military hero. TJ, what I love. Oh, TJ. Oh, dad loves TJ. So fucking amazing. TJ yes. went and killed an innocent village full of Afghanis. <laughs> but who cares about that? What I love about his technology is that it's just infrared camera that he's testing on a <laughs> vase of flowers yes. because they give yes, a Joe, signature but the, com- off. but the computer knows what flowers look like that's an actual yeah, thing that because of the heat like, register you can it's see like, flowers. wait if the computer knows what flowers look like i mean we're like <laughs> that's light years away from where we're at uh, yeah i love the shots in that room though are really really good it's I awesome yeah it's, it looks i cool. wish i had a giant fake computer so throughout this movie there were i don't know i mean it reminded me of Jurassic Park, and I don't know why. There were moments of this movie, like the beep boop 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 room, that reminded me of <laughs> Jurassic Park, the hacker scene, and then the the interior design that with all the glass bricks reminded me of Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not really going anywhere, but that but this movie came out a year late after Jurassic Park when Jennifer was in the field shooting the world medical team unit i don't know there was something so jurassic parky about the, the, this movie to me and it made me love it <laughs> like the shots i don't know what it was they were in the desert just there was something about it that was very inspired by jurassic park they are top loading the heart to heart reunion film with stuff i mean i feel like there's episodes of the series that have you know a a sort of a it's not per capita necessarily but that have this same kind of jam-packed plot line thing where it's like it's Mm -hmm. like oh there's not just two men of hench there's multiple teams of men of hench but are they all working with the same people the answer is no like Mm -hmm. there's just so many things Mm -hmm. like crisscrossing zigzagging ping-ponging wildly throughout the movie Mm -hmm. but then they're also of course trying to make sure that they pay you know deference to the core heart-to-heart audience, right? Mm-hmm. And so there is Freeway Junior. There's so many classic Max moments. There's yes. a lot of time spent to let us know that Jonathan and Jennifer still do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And then just when they've lulled you into a thing where you're like, oh, it's like one of those episodes where they got all that all kinds of shit that I don't understand and a boop-boop-boop room. And then <laughs> that guy breaks into their home. Yeah. And... <laughs> burns it down it burns his hand for me that moment is when it's like oh 
fuck. Like, it's not like, it's not a spit take. It's not, mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. It just, it gives, it gave my soul a spit take when that happened. And then it filled me with glee because they use the scene from that episode where the guy makes the little model. Yes. Of, <laughs> yes. Willow Pond Roadhouse. And there's the tiny kind of, um, <laughs> there's the tiny Mercedes model that sort of looks like it was whittled out of a bar of soap. Uh-huh. Yes. It's like when they use models for, for underwater scenes, when you can just tell the, yes. the grains of the splash are too big. The grains of this fire were <laughs> way too big to be real. When <laughs> Max looks back at the house, was... there's these just huge, licks of flame coming it was out great. It, it was, was i loved i love the model i love I, they got to use yeah, the model again i, I, I hope love they that use they the same did. one like that's the kind of callback that i need i need <laughs> the for there to be more callbacks it's to the burning model because <laughs> so i feel like we admired the villain's uh commitment yeah to like hey you guys when our bomb blows up it's gonna <laughs> look like this in case yeah. you don't know what a bomb blowing up might do to a home. Yeah. I made this model, <laughs> this scale model featuring a Mercedes whittled out of a bar of travel size came soap. And mm. this is what it's going to look like. But then the fact that somebody went to the footage and was, and was like, Hey, we do have a scene of the house burning sort <laughs> of, mm-hmm. but that's just like, that's great. I feel like people were probably very traumatized when that first aired. I mean, I that's was. traumatic. It's crazy that they just, did that I, i'm like sh- still shook about it a little bit that they burned the heart's house down and then they didn't really find another place to live which is kind of surprising to me they ended up in that rental unit in malibu which had an incredible backyard yes those shots of them up on that cliffside having a little breakfast oh, picnic God, yeah with this beautiful it's... sea vista behind them holy shit i'm gonna guess that that was mendocino or <laughs> Either Mendocino or or San Diego, like I, oh I, really, yeah, it was meant to be like Malibu, though. Right? It was definitely meant to be just yeah. uh, West LA, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think it's brilliant. Not only does it just just uh wake you up in a hurry, um, just and then you're chilled at the thought, but it's the perfect way to just announce, like it's like mm. this is heart to heart. In the nineties, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. It's it's great. I I just I do wish that they had found a place to live that they showed us at the end of the movie. This is our new house now. You know, it's like and whatever it would be. I don't even know what it would be, but it it would be kind of an insane eccentric millionaire house. I don't know what it would be, but I wish that so they you, had somewhere to live. So you didn't think that. Well, for starters, aren't you worried about the firemen that are going to fall into the secret room downstairs? Yes. <laughs> um, are, were you thinking that Jonathan's anniversary surprise was going to be, surprise, I rebuilt uh, the house on the Lafond Road? Uh, no, I just, I knew that was going to be a boner. But what I was thinking about was the security man for their their uh, cellar rolling over in his grave, because surely he's dead at this point, <laughs> about all their wine that got exploded. The, 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 what I'm was, sure Swap. Swap. Swap probably swap. pulled up. Swap was the first to arrive on the scene. <laughs> Spirits, wine, and aperitif protection. Swap is the only Sorry. reason that that vase survived. Oh, that fucking vase, which was my favorite element of the episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the episode opens with the Hunter versus Valentine simulation air fight, which I knew had to be either a simulation or a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, which ended up being an airplane room with different weather. 
<laughs> it wasn't airplane <laughs> room with the weather. All I know is that like the time that they spent with the hearts apart felt very long. It felt I could feel the distance. And then once immediately when they were together again at home, when Jonathan walks in with the takeout food and they're back together, I just felt great. Yeah. It was so Aww. great that they were back together again and they were the same people that we know and love mm-hmm. uh, doing the same bullshit that they like to do. <laughs> uh, I love that they got up in the middle of the night to train Freeway so that Max, Freeway Jr. so that Max thinks he's training Freeway Jr. <laughs> I think that's adorable. Uh, yeah. I thought Freeway Jr. was adorable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There were a couple of really good Freeway Jr. moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, oh, yeah, yeah. One of my heroes, Paul Williams, is in this unbelievable movie. cameo. <laughs> unbelievable cameo. Who is he? Paul Williams. Oh my god! Who we have discussed oh on god. this podcast before? Phantom of, yes, is of paradise. A seventies oh. singer and songwriter who is he has written some of the Carpenters' greatest hits. Wow, he was in Phantom um, of the Paradise. He was Swan in Phantom of the Paradise. Mm-hmm. So cool. He is. Uh, an amazing human being that I adore. Um, who was he in this? Likewise, likewise. He was Max's uh, friend. Bookie. Who- oh, is Bookie? Oh, Duke. Duke. I love that guy. I love Duke. Yes. I love Duke. Yes. I love Duke saying, like, you picking your winners from the dog. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I'll give you $10,000 for the dog. <laughs> yeah. He had this, like, spiky blonde so mullet yeah. with mm-hmm. little glasses, little sunglasses. Uh, just a signature look. Yeah, yes. that literally was just what he was wearing that day. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just showed up and did he this. He is fantastic. <laughs> so great. When it worked for me, it was just being a heart-to-heart episode. Um, yeah. And that means that Jonathan and Jennifer were together and interacting with each other. And or Max. I love the moments when it wasn't actually. I love the moments when they were, when it, it showed Jennifer working at her job, taking photos of world health, whatever. What's yeah. called? World health something. Uh, world health organization. World medical world something. World medical unit. <laughs> yeah, world, world medical team. I really, really, really liked seeing that. And it was, and the whole, them being apart so much, I was like, this is, what their actual lives were yeah. during the show, yeah, but right. we never saw that. And now in this movie, we're seeing that, and I really liked that. And then when they were together, there was a moment when they were at this black tie party, yes. and <laughs> Jennifer sees Jonathan just walk in, and then he when he comes back with the, the pizza, and he's doing that stupid accent. Yes. I love, I really, really like those moments. I thought that was super I, cute. Yeah, I did too. I, you're right. I It was great to see Jennifer on, on the job, mm-hmm. um, and Jonathan on the job as well, mm-hmm. although Jonathan being on the job is kind of boring, um, <laughs> and Jennifer being on the job is just her being sexually harassed by her subjects. Which right, it's Endless, relentlessly, yeah. Yeah, and it, like the first, my first note is the 90s are really creepy to Jennifer. Like everyone was being yeah. extra creepy. Mm. It was gross. Like it just gave me, a, it gave me icky feelings. It was rough for me to get into the episode. I'm going to keep calling these episodes. I know. And you're just going <laughs> to have to deal with it. It's a long yeah. episode. It, it took a minute for me to get into this episode. Do you wish that they had used the original intro 
I wish they would, not necessarily the original, but I wish they would have done something. It was so muted. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That I feel like don't strange. do it at all. Like either either yeah. do it for real or don't do it at all. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, I mean, the intro is everything. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure that people went back and forth on that. Like yeah. Just- when you're trying to sort of es- establish this new epoch right you're not going to necessarily have you won't have the exact same thing but i would it is surprising that they don't hew to it a little bit more totally right yeah it's kind of boring shots of them just sort of walking around with really muted music that's the the original intro is the blaring horn with the airplane taking off it's pretty exciting and this is like what to be fair the then the 90s were not as into like TV theme song, right, right. As the eighties were, yeah. Uh, TV theme songs in the nineties started being like regular fucking music, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. real songs. Mm-hmm. That said, I miss the music. Like I, throughout the yeah. whole movie, there was a lot of silence. There was a lot of uh, a lot of ambient <laughs> noise that could have been filled with music. They did these really weird musical cues that reminded me of like the Beethoven movie where it was like, yeah, bah, 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 bah. yeah. It, it was really strange orchestration <laughs> for the scenes. It just silly. feels copyright free. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels cheap. Well, what about the action? Shockingly to me, Jonathan never once threw himself on a moving vehicle, right? No. And he didn't get in a fight. No. There was no fist fighting at all, which was so surprising to me that there wasn't this, or or a car chase, or just some kind of giant action portion to the movie. There wasn't really action, period. I mean, there was a dogfight in the simulator, and then (laughs) there was the cops who dance their way through eric the researcher's house (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that i was like what movie came out where people were doing that a year before where they had their guns up in the air just like posing with their guns every cop movie from the 80s that was so silly that's kind of an intense intense scene um where the researcher guy is has a bullet between his eyes i mean there's a giant bullet hole in that guy's head and that was Mm -hmm. that's like what i mean Mm -hmm. that is not a heart to heart TV series moment, that's for sure. And he's naked Some dark in the bathtub, shit. weirdly. And ha- we've seen Eric before, haven't we? In in the series, wasn't he in the series? No, I did Ooh. spend a lot of time. So part of the reason I don't know what happened in the episode, what the plot was of this episode, was I spent a lot of time looking up every actor in this episode, oh. uh, to see if they had ever been in the series. And you know what? Had? They did a really good job. No one had ever been in the show. I thought Eric was a cop in the series, but I guess No, not. that's a different guy. I know who you're thinking of. Oh, he looks <laughs> I know who you're thinking of. He's the you're thinking of the guy who is uh the journalism teacher and just one of the guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Whom I adore. Uh but, yeah. but no. Well, okay. I mean, I'm happy because Ken Howard is in this. And Ken, Ken Howard, Howard is burns down extra extra oh, creepy does. extra creepy to jennifer like every yeah. moment oh it's relentless just, maybe you can come and uh have dinner with me is he the world health yes medical unit yeah okay. yeah. yeah who oh my god he's so gross he's just like endlessly <laughs> gross <laughs> yeah he's a creeper 
for sure. And I totally just didn't. It, the whole thing went over my head why his partner was in prison for life. Um, Jennifer sent him to prison, basically, right? No, you're conflating this with the shooting. I thought that she had something to do with it. I thought they were using that plot again. I might be wrong. No, she no. just he 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 killed the he, article. Yeah. Yes, but it's the reason that he's in the reason that he's in jail via his attorneys. But they gave his attorneys access to review the article before it got published. So that's how he ends up having access to it or to say no, because he hadn't actually read the article. He reads the article when Jennifer takes it to him in prison to confront him to say, like, I know what you did. Uh Um, But he's in prison. I think I've got this right. There was some scandal with the organization about vaccinations. Something went wrong um, with something with vaccinations, whether it was financially based or otherwise. But the whole reason that Jennifer figures out that he is the one that burned their house down is the combination of the briefcase comment that he makes when he comes to creep on her in their rental house mm-hmm. in front of her husband, which I guess Jonathan's used to, even if all their whole lives were just this episode, mm-hmm. he would be used to living <laughs> his wife. But she figures out that he's lying about where he was right. when his partner was caught he let his partner take crime. the fall for yeah. whatever crimes they committed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dr. Ehrlich is the guy who's Dr. in jail. Dr. Ehrlich, yeah. yeah. Who I thought that guy gave an amazing performance. Uh, he did. He was good. <laughs> he felt like he was in the 80s show. <laughs> One of my... Good, yeah. Well, that's my... I love... I don't know why I like that moment a lot when Jennifer goes to see him in jail and then he he's not going to give her permission to... Or he's not going to read the article or whatever, tell him to publish it. And she says, they're saving lives. You believed in that once. I thought that was a really great line of from Jennifer. There was some dialogue in this movie that was so much snappier than I, than any episode. Hmm. Like really, really funny when Max hands the newspaper to, to uh, freeway junior. Yes. So <laughs> free, he freeways chewing on a newspaper when they're, eating breakfast and the only name max can read is one of the horses so he bets on that horse and then duke comes and gives him the money and he's like how'd you figure out what horse and it was like he's like it was freeway jr the dog because it was the last one i could see and then he says when duke leaves he goes here's dessert and he hands him the newspaper (laughs) which was so good there's yeah i love that moment there was some good a lot of the funny lines in this landed for me yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like yeah. the humor, sure. the humor worked. Maybe it's because it was kind of sparse or spread out throughout the episode mm-hmm. that it worked for me. Um, it, when Jennifer hits the villain in the head with the vase, <laughs> and then Jonathan says, How'd you know? Or he says, What if you're wrong? She says, Well, at least I got rid of this. Yes. Vase. <laughs> I, so I love her contempt for that vase. Like that, that was really funny. I feel like that's the most <laughs> Stephanie Powers moment of just her self coming through that character. Like I feel like that's her own sense of humor. It just was so natural and so good. There was this moment when well, it was the moment when uh Ken Howard shows up at their rental house at the end of the episode, where first I was like Wait, did Jonathan invite him there for some reason? Because he just said something about her 
anniversary gift or birthday gift or whatever. And mm-hmm. what's this? Like, is he like, well, you wanna, mm-hmm. do you want to fuck this guy? Uh, <laughs> but when he's there and she is talking to him and she figures out what's going on, <laughs> the music suddenly goes bananas. I don't know if anyone else notices. No, the music know. is suddenly like a cassette tape played at, at, like four times the speed <laughs> it's just like it goes totally bonkers and up until then i just seriously thought like there's nothing to this like there is no that's a red herring like that's like a, there's no mystery that involves this guy yeah because the plot was like tied up yeah we were done so then... i just i didn't feel the satisfaction yeah. of her saying he is the one who burned our house down, mm-hmm. which was earned kind of like, I don't know. She did like, it just it, unintended. Yeah, <laughs> it just felt like shoehorned in. They needed to have just a I, I little just, bit more attention to like who burned the house down. Uh, yeah. What, I didn't know. I still didn't really know who this character was. It was really strange. It's the guy that was like, Flirting with Jennifer the entire time, and I didn't really get how he linked into the uh, the aviation company buyout. He didn't. He didn't at all. He didn't at no. all. Okay, two separate things. Okay, it was totally separate. So I kind of love yeah. the Chinatown aspect of this, where it's sure. like there is one story that we are following, and then there's a whole other story that's going on at the same time that's totally unrelated. Mm-hmm. I love that, and I hope that they continue that. Uh, and maybe I just need to learn how to watch these movies as opposed to the series. These episodes, you mean? <laughs> well, I have a rewrite concerning all of this. Oh my goodness! Please give it to us. So they save the oh, the dad, yeah. the CEO from of aviation company in Seattle yes. in the desert, <laughs> the company. desert of Seattle, which was <laughs> Little Seattle in Los Angeles, which was crazy that they were calling that Washington, and it was like it was <laughs> just like the California Dusty landscape. Ass Washington. It was so funny. <laughs> um, but they save him. He's with his son in the hospital. He's like, oh, son, I trust you now. You're a good son after all. Do you want to take over the company? It should have been Peter. He should have been the villain. Oh, He should have been. And then he should have used that technology oh. to try to kill the hearts. Because that he was so jealous good. about his dad and TJ. So he tried to sabotage them. That would have been the perfect twist at the end of this movie. That would have been really good. Because no one suspected him. I didn't suspect him at all. There was one moment where I was like, oh, wait a minute. Because he was in the hospital. I thought, and then the hearts leave and he kills his dad. He takes him off whatever or suffocates him or something. Honestly, it would have been good if he's the one that, if if he's the one that like put his dad in peril, used his software yeah. to get him out. Yes. Just as like a thing to get control the of the company. Yes. And then didn't kill his dad. But like, is found out. Yeah. I mean, that's how this has to end. Is and like then he uses that technology out. to try to attack the hearts at their Malibu home with like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's like infrared. So he can find their flowers and know what the flowers look like. <laughs> <laughs> the computer knows what flowers look like. Yeah. yeah. And then, oh, so the other concerning thing, the most <laughs> concerning thing about his dad was the, so he's like, I can use more pixels. And his dad's like, Pixels, Pixels, the things that help Santa Claus at Christmas. And that, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
because he thought pixies and elves were the same thing. Yes. That was the most concerning thing to me is that the dad thought pixies and elves were the same thing. I, I almost guarantee you that that was an ad lib by that actor. Like yeah. that actor was allowed to just say whatever he wanted at that moment. <laughs> that was weird. That was the weirdest moment of the whole movie for me. Yes, but they talked about pixels, which was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Computer. Computer future. Future room with it's lights. It's now. Future now. Oh, and we had like a really good enhance scene where nobody said enhance, but he was enhancing. Where he's Enlarge. Enlarge. Yeah. He's zooming in from a satellite into where his dad is trapped under this rock looking for a talking stick. Oh for my me, God. Can we? I do. I just want to. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, good. The rocks fell on him. <laughs> yeah. They should crush him to death. Looter. <laughs> the and rocks then, fell on Jonathan's perverted looter friend. Jonathan, perverted war machine looter friend, played by Michael Connors. When Jonathan's explaining what had happened, he this line just does not make any sense. He says, they gave new meaning to Indian talking stick. You were talking, they were listening, and it's just like that's just don't loop that. You don't have to loop the talking stick. Like, thing stop back in. saying Indian talking stick. Yes, <laughs> please. That that please. was such a wild. Please, 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 please. please. It was just like this guy also just likes to loot. Uh, right, he's like, I'm indigenous. going to go relax for two weeks, yeah. and how I relax is by looting. Yeah, I lo- go loot indigenous <laughs> tribes artifacts. Yeah. Like what? That's so weird. In Washington. Why don't you go shoot a plane down or something in your plane room with different weather? I sort of wish I had Jonathan's helmet because I just like that it says Valentine. <laughs> I love the, the, yeah. the opening Hunter versus Valentine dogfight. I was like really hoping that Hunter was Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Hunter. That he jumped out of the scaffolding and yeah. landed in the oh. simulator. <laughs> I would love that. The another really quippy line that I loved was they're trying to convince a gas station attendant to give them his airplane for a minute. And oh, right. Oh my god. He's like, it's a big insurance risk. And Jonathan says, I'll give you five hundred dollars up front. And the guy says, Enjoy, Enjoy your flight. Your <laughs> Which I thought was great. But then the air then they're in a boat and like ten seconds later they're in a boat. And it's like, wait, what happened? It's they- because he says he says, What's the what does he say? Something like the number what's the sign that you shouldn't fly? Shouldn't fly. Yeah, it's like when it comes hard in your hand. hand. Yeah, but I and was And then the truck overheats when they get to the to the boat and yeah. then the boat yeah the boat stops and then there's an explosion yeah but that was just that was a really strange part of this movie to me where it was like what are we doing where are they going why is this happening oh that's i kind of loved it that's what they consider action yeah like the big adventure i kind of loved that i thought it was just kind of like it wasn't slapsticky no thank god um but i just mean there was something there was something funny about them having to planes, trains, and automobile it. Like it just was a little, little, little bit, little, little thing. fun adventure. I don't know. Little bit of what, whatever. Where they get their beep, tires beep, beep. shot by a sniper <laughs> first, firstly, and then the sniper just leaves them alone. <laughs> He's like, "That'll do. That's enough." That was weird too. Yeah. Like they, the sniper just was there to shoot their tires. Yeah, and then leave them be. The confusing like agents and men of hench thing for this one 
It's like there's the two dudes that work for the company. There's the guy that they're in league with that works at the for the Pentagon. There's the two FBI agents that are investigating the researcher in the company. There's the research guy that gets shot in the head. And then there's the two assassin like muscle guys that are uh, working for the two guys that work at McDowell Aviation. Mm -hmm. It's like that's a lot of shit going down. That's that was so confusing about and especially since we don't get a look at the main villain until Jennifer's smashing him over the head with that vase. It's like he was never really a part of anything, but he wasn't really the main villain. It was he those two henchmen. Villain. He was like side villain. Yeah, those two henchmen mm -hmm. were like technically the main villain. But it's kind of awesome because I mean, the house burned down. Clearly, I'm still traumatized from it, or I'm slipping into a coma. Yeah. Um, the house burns down, and it's like, wait, which of these 800 potential men of hench is burning down their house? I right. think maybe I'm not remembering the entirety of the scene where she smashes the shit out of him with that vase, <laughs> which is one of the greatest things ever, in best, my opinion. Best scene in um, the movie. Yeah. But. He's not necessarily doing anything, right? She's basically like jacuzzi, and <laughs> yeah. then he's and then he's kind of like just there. But their whole fan, the Hart's whole family is there, so I feel like they could probably take Ken Howard. You yeah, know, like this is not a thing, but she still opts to express the deep rage um, <laughs> that you would have about somebody who. Not just, I feel like she's just as angry at him for killing the story as she is for <laughs> yeah. burning the house down, as she is for him being so stupid that he says something that was totally unnecessary mm. and then she knows that he did it. I He's feel like, like nice, all three nice of those briefcase. things, it's a trifecta called I have to smash your skull. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the holy trinity of now I crush your skull <laughs> yeah. i drive ch chunks of your skull into your brain yeah and don't don't forget that he has been to her face a fucking creep the entire time and, uh, you're right yeah. that's the so that's where that's where the justification of smashing a vase over his head makes perfect sense mm -hmm. and uh, all that other shit it's just like her waiting until he leaves and then calling the police or whatever mm -hmm. but no she's like Oh my god! And I had to fucking suffer your come ons. Yeah, every Although, time we were in the same space, the heart's waiting for anything, and then calling the police would definitely break from the series and tell us <laughs> this is different now. Now they kind of think more about calling the police and or call the police. But yeah. no, thank God, Jennifer just drives that big glass vase. Mm. Into, into his, his cranium, yeah. And then Jonathan says, "Darling, that's no way to treat a guest." Which I is great. That's I kind of wish the whole show was that way. Like, like from yeah. now on, like I want the movies to go a little more. Ex it seems weird to say extreme because the show has been yeah, pretty extreme, extreme in many, many. There was a computer that picked the perfect one. <laughs> in the show <laughs> and then a man who collected things under glass i guess i just like the way the extremities were expressed in the 80s versus the 90s in the 90s i feel like everyone was trying to be a little too serious um yeah well there's another departure from the show for me a major 
major departure was when the cops confront Jonathan at this in this oh. like columned veranda outside of wherever they were at this party and then with the hearts is Jonathan's lawyer who's telling them not to talk to the police which is fucking crazy for the hearts because usually the hearts are going to crime scenes and touching everything they possibly can and then telling the cops that they don't care about what they say because they have more power than the police that's like the general hearts that's the, the mo of what the hearts do at a crime scene and so having a lawyer telling jonathan to not say things to the police was kind of insane departure there was, from the show i was when he showed up and was telling jonathan like shut up you yeah. know don't say anything but the whole time i was like why are you treating jonathan like a fucking criminal yeah and then when he tells him they have you they have you on the hook for murder i was like oh that's fucking great yeah like they really nailed that whole interaction yeah if it was shot better it would have been amazing <laughs> yeah i thought it was good it was just like it was all a one shot it was just the whole thing everything looks cheap about a tv movie <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna not be able to say it. I don't know. Everything looks cheap about a TV movie. Not everything to me. There was this sh- when they would walk um Freeway Junior at 3 a.m. There was this one shot of them in the woods. In their dri- on their driveway. I guess that's where they were. And it was this huge, yeah. like lit shot. It w- it looked really good. Pretty sure that that is the same uh <laughs> that that location was also used in William Friedkin's The Guardian, which is oh a my God. terrible, terrible, terrible movie <laughs> that no one needs to watch. <laughs> um, but it is a very nice. It looks just like this movie. It's very nineties. <laughs> that shot was cool. That's true. The romantic montage of them on horses. Then, oh God, okay, oh God. when they so. The house is burned down, and Jennifer's thinking back to memories in the house. One of the memories she thinks of is Max smoking a fucking cigar at the end of that table <laughs> with his boring date at the other, other end of the banquet table. Yeah, I know. That was so funny that that's one of the main memories she has of living in that house, is Max smoking a cigar while his date eats their horrible food. While Elizabeth um, yeah. doesn't eat the bad beef. Always, yes. always Elizabeth won't get the fuck out of their house. <laughs> Speaking of, that montage or the the previous montage the romance uh ranch montage uh-huh when they're sitting on the porch just like talking to each other which was a great sweet scene yes did anyone else catch that jennifer's childhood fantasy <laughs> was to get on a horse ride in one direction and just ride Forever. and ride and ride <laughs> until it stops wait what that's her childhood that fantasy. That was her childhood yeah. fantasy. Until the horse dies. Until it stops. <laughs> it's like literally that's what you do every time you get on a horse is you ride in a direction until it stops. Oh, she, no, she wants to ride until the horse's limbs are nubs. <laughs> right, like the horse version, the equine version of the red shoes. <laughs> until yeah. the earth stops. <laughs> yeah. Until this mortal coil stop. I think even if it had been written differently, like to to express the sentiment more clearly, it still <laughs> seems like kind of a disturbing fantasy for a child to have. Yeah. That seems like the yeah. one that you express right before they are like, well, we can't give you medicine yet because you're not old enough. <laughs> but you're going to talk to this nice woman every Friday. 
Yeah, or like right before they find out your dad was touching you in weird yeah. ways. It's a River's Edge uncle. prequel. Yeah, that's like I need to escape the place I'm in at any. It's any all just possibly. a setup for Jonathan to say something porny. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was did, oh, sorry, go ahead. Just the the porniest thing he's ever said that's ever been said in a heart to heart piece of media. I have to find it in my notes, but he says something like. Oh, oh! He says, "Down, boy, down!" And she says, "Are you talking to the dog?" And I was like, "Oh, it's his wet boner all over again from the cruise episode." <laughs> his sailor. Yes. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. That's like they just sometimes the hearts go too lewd for me. I never mind their lewdness. Sometimes it's just too. There's just no innuendo about it, and it's just like you're talking about his hard boner. I I <laughs> always no. I always am cool with that. You can't think of anything else. I'm like, no. I'm always cool with that. All right, what were you gonna say? Um, I don't remember. Is it because it's time for pick, pick your poke movie edition? So glad this still exists. The poke returns. <laughs> the poke returns. <laughs> Uh, Ellen, you got one? No. Um, but if I could fuck my feelings, <laughs> um, you may. Thank you. <laughs> On the podcast. I, there's two moments in this up movie. Mm, I got that from Eric. Yep, yep. There's two moments in this movie when I'm like, I want to fuck those feelings. Uh, number one. I realize now that I just want a whole series that is just the hearts and max kind of like, like playboy after hours mm. where everyone's just in their pajamas, whatever. I just want a whole show that is the hearts up at 3am doing yes. God knows what and max up at 3am doing God knows what. And I know we get a lot of like, Oh shit, somebody's breaking in the house or whatever, like late night activities from the hearts. But this is different. Yeah. I feel like the way that it looked did was really striking to me, like the way that those 3 a.m. Yeah. scenes were lit because they were legit shooting in the dark. Like, yeah. I just loved all of that. The second part of me fucking my feelings is when Jennifer says, what about the beach? Like, what if we live at the beach? And, you know, that's just my, yeah. my thing. So <laughs> I um, am all about being in a forever thing with 3 a.m. Mm -hmm. and living at the beach. Uh, and you just reminded me of another hilarious moment of when she they're at the new house and she gets up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and she knocks oh, into like keeps... five different <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, she gets, what is she? Oh, she's like, we need some, she wakes him up <laughs> to tell him that they should have some more milk to, yeah, yeah, so that they can sleep. go to sleep. Because <laughs> yeah. the sound of the surf is keeping her right. awake. Like, ah, yeah. I'm surprised. Okay, what are your, I'm kind of surprised folks? that Ellen's poke isn't uh, Lisa's haircut. <laughs> the like assistant at the aviation. Oh uh, God, she just no. looked fantastic. I loved her. She, look. If you told me that was Tilda Swinton, I would believe you. Yeah, totally. Which is probably <laughs> why I love it. She's a Barry's hothead for sure. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, so, okay, wait. So the people that go into Eric, the researcher's place and find him dead, are those mm -hmm. cops or FBI? They are FBI agents. Mm. Okay, so I my poke guns. is the taller FBI agent. Because huh. ah. uh, he moves mm. so gracefully. <coughs> no, it's because he's thick and hot. 
Oh, hmm. oh, okay, of course. And he had a speaking part. There were there were a couple of guys at the at the uh, the dig to get McDowell out of the hole who, uh, who were one hundred percent like p- people that maybe I have fucked, uh, <laughs> but would go again. They reminded me of death, uh, but dig. they didn't speak. They didn't speak. <laughs> so yeah, so no poke for you. The rule. <laughs> Mine no, no spoke, no poke. <laughs> Shockingly, even to me, I know the listeners will be very shocked about this. Is the son whose name I can't place and can't find Peter. in my notes, Peter? Peter, who has a ponytail, which is my number one. <laughs> like, if you have a ponytail, that I cannot find you sexually attractive. But there is something about him, and the I'm moment with you on that one, yeah, the moment he showed up, I was like, that's. A new look for Heart to Heart. We've never seen somebody who looks like this person 90s. in a Heart to Heart episode. I, I wrote that yeah. down, that, that Lance Guest. The actor's name is Lance Guest. We Lance know him Guest. from Halloween 2. Oh, really? And uh, several yeah. other horror movies. He's a he's a horror, he's a scream queen. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, but he is in his 90s, quote unquote, <laughs> prime. Yeah, and he looks great. And he, the character he played was, I thought, great. Like, it's just, he's this misunderstood hacker, like the older sister in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I mean, I guess his name's Peter. I just think of him as TJ's brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> TJ's annoying brother. <laughs> the actor that is the picture of TJ. Yeah. That was, r- I oh, laughed when yeah. I saw that. He looked like James Franco is he or something. from Scream? I don't think so. Take this opportunity for a bathroom break. Oh, Lord. I know I've seen that actor in something else. Oh my god, I'm looking at the the cast of this. The uh so Ted Avery who was the Heart Industries attorney or what who's the guy like when they're they're having that meeting in the very very dark room? <laughs> <laughs> Um, that actor, Dakin Matthews, plays the headmaster of Chilton on Gilmore Girls. Um, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I know that you're not just trying to come up with a way to talk about the Gil- Gilmore Girls every time we speak. Um, so I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> the end. Oh my gosh! Where? Oh, it was Max flashing back to memories after their house burned down, not yes. Jennifer, which was cute. <laughs> so I guess that makes sense that it was all Max-focused memories. <laughs> <laughs> There's one of them dancing when they coated their entire house with hay, which they probably were. It was probably a good idea to burn down that house because there was probably still hay scratching them every time they sat yeah, on their mites couches and things. Ugh. That's so gross. Oh, also, Lance Guest was the last starfighter. Oh, yes. Is that my poke? Yes. 
Hmm. He was in I Know Him from Halloween 2, The Last Starfighter, J- Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> and what else? Oh, he was he was in a TV movie called Please Don't Hit Me Mom. <laughs> oh. Here's something is that an after school special. That is a 1981 television movie um that Obviously, we need to watch Sean Astin's in it. <laughs> Ooh, I will watch that. Sean Astin is my poke. It's 1981. He was probably 10. He's my poke when he grows up. <laughs> uh, okay, here's something I'm actually curious about in a plot point in this movie is that when Eric dies, Jonathan's researcher, the FBI figures out the last person he called and it was Jonathan but it was at their rented house and so what I'm curious about is if you rented a house in 1994 that had a landline would that landline be under the renter's name or the owner's name um from my my vague memories of landline telephone stuff you can just keep the same phone number anywhere you go what no can you yeah no wouldn't it be attached to that? No, it's all like it's all programmed. Huh. Okay. So it would be under it would actually be under the renter's name, like a cell phone. Like an internet service. Ellen is somehow shocked and appalled. I'm I'm <laughs> No, I'm excited, but I'm also not thinking about landlines. Oh. Unless somebody <laughs> says LA Mobile, LA Mobile, I'm not paying much attention. <laughs> Um, I just realized who I think the picture of TJ is. Who? And IMDb is no help because, of course, they're not going to list um, a thing that's just a picture <laughs> of somebody in there. So that was stupid. But then I guess I just fixated on, okay, I think it's Dana Ashbrook. Ooh, oh, you think that? so? I think it's Dana Ashbrook. Yeah. Hmm. To me, he looked like like a person, a man who had cheek implants and was wearing makeup. That's what I remember of that photo. <laughs> yeah, Dana Ashbrook. I mean, we're potty right now, so obviously nobody can <laughs> deep we... dive on that one. But I think that's I... who it is. Uh, deep diving. That, it might be. It might be. I would have to actually like go back and look. I'm going to go back and look. But it's look it, it could be any wide-set-eyed brunette man. <laughs> all right, we'll see. I mean, and we all know I'm usually a million percent wrong with dumb things like this, so I don't even know what I'm thinking bringing this into the movie, movie sphere, but why not? Why well, not? Here's something that we normally talk about feelings, that no so one has go. brought up yet. The heart's house burning down? Fashion. Turn to the left. Fashion? Uh, um, <laughs> how about Jennifer's widow fashion? Turn to the right. Oh, Daisy May. Daisy, Miss Hayden. Mm, I mean, she looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I reject the Waka Waka in the movies also. Um, Fashion-wise, I really, I mean, I loved seeing Jennifer in 90s clothes. I thought her hair was so great i love seeing her in like the camo pants and a black t-shirt just a totally different look mm-hmm. like oh that was great it's just but i think it goes along with what eric's saying like it's a very 
post eighties, mm-hmm. um, unglamorous thing. Mm-hmm. Jonathan, it's wore, the reactionary moment of the nineties. Yes. Jonathan wore a lighter denim jacket at one point. I thought he looked great in it with like a popped collar. I thought that was cool. Jonathan had what looked to be a vintage Halston terry cloth robe that he <laughs> walks the double breasted <laughs> yes. robe. The double breasted robe. Uh-huh. I actually have that in my notes. That it looks says double <laughs> amazing. Uh-huh. My notes are Freeway Junior is all caps. Computer. <laughs> Ca- cool glass brick office. <laughs> <laughs> Cool glass brick office. You nerd. And cool double-breasted robe. Yeah. But also, oh my god, I can't I can't believe I haven't talked about this yet. Oh fuck, 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 fuck. Helicopter. There's so much of a helicopter in it. There is in this episode. I remember yes, the when they're doing like the training. World and she's medical police. Jennifer's there taking it like there's a helicopter that just hangs out there. That was triggering me so Twilight Zone-ish. Um, it just, just hangs out helicoptering. Yeah. And I, I started to get really anxious, mm-hmm. I have to say. I was just reminded of MASH during that moment. I didn't mind it as much. I found it interesting that Jonathan flew Delta. <laughs> to Seattle. To the desert of Seattle. To stay at the Marquis Seattle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but fashion-wise, Jen- so Jennifer wears in the last shot where he gets her dinner in the middle of a baseball diamond, which like I love the scene because I love just them being the hearts. Sorry, Sislers. A tear did not come to my eye because Mine I was either. like, what is happening? Why are they in the middle of a baseball field? Because he wanted to get her the biggest diamond possible, which does not translate. But she was wearing this like shoelace up black dress which <laughs> is this like a versace inspired thing is that what versace was doing in the 90s was this snm sort of style or <laughs> am i wrong uh, you you could be right i i don't know it was like a corset with lace i don't know it, it was cool it was cool i was kind of just confused about that scene i did find it touching though that it was like a Jonathan and Jennifer moment for a movie that they were doing. And wasn't Max there just like sitting on the sidelines. Yeah. Max was just sitting in a chair, like very close to the table, which again, it's like, don't make Max come to these bullshit. Yeah. With freeway junior watching them make out. Ellen, did you shed a tear? Um, no, but you know, I'm not romantic. So, but I do. Um, but if we're talking about love, I do love baseball. Mm-hmm. So I love that. And I love like the pun on the diamond, the biggest diamond. And I love that she's like, do it again. And like they play the recording mm-hmm. of uh, Jonathan that was, that saying cute. that mm-hmm. he loves her. So I kind of love that. I mean, I'm, I'm in on that. It's, it's, uh, you know, uh, the sweeping romantic gesture, but I like that it's yeah. the baseball thing. It's it really clever. reminded me a lot of the end of Heartland Express, which was yes. like mm. a helicopter shot of just a train car sitting. A detached train car. Detached train <laughs> right. car sitting in the middle of where they're definitely going to get hit by a freight train <laughs> at any moment. Uh, where, on the coast. Yeah, on the coast. Where there's only one track there. They're going to get hit. That's 
it was like that's so that's very romantic i love it but also like what why how and just i it's just confusing i just don't understand like would anyone really want to sit and eat the their dinner in the middle of a baseball field of an empty yes. stadium oh wait were you asking me if <laughs> yeah I would, do Ellen, that? I would definitely say yes. yeah well, I, would, I would want to do that i kind I of know. i kind of wish i just wish that they would have taken some of the time in even this movie to uh to make jennifer like amped about baseball or something like like show mm. some sort of interest in baseball yeah because she has never Ever other than the card, the baseball, baseball card dropping game. Jonathan has shown interest <laughs> in baseball. The the diamond thing, I get the pun, I get that's cute, whatever. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think, it's just like the legit. I can't. I'm I'm too old for this shit. I just think of the logistics, and I'm like, your food's gonna be cold. What the fuck are you doing? Like, how long was she blindfolded? That's scary. What are you doing? <laughs> this is all garbage. <laughs> I think that in terms of just it being the mo- a movie, it's be it's like the re- reunion movie mm-hmm. that they're just thinking of something something big that yeah. they haven't been yeah. done yet. So it, it's like so it's not them on the boat, it's not them making out at the ski resort, it's not, you know, mm-hmm. this 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 this. It's like that's that's kind of splashing it out, right? Like take that's like, come on, everybody, we're gonna film at the stadium. Just yeah. like one one scene, one scene of Jennifer like obsessively watching a baseball game while Jonathan's like, baby, come to mm-hmm. bed or come to dinner or do like we need to go train the dog. Like one scene saying that Jennifer gives one shit about <laughs> baseball <laughs> yeah. makes that whole thing work for me. They needed to tie into the plot somewhat, for sure. Or is it just a completely classic anniversary thing? Because we know Jonathan loves <laughs> baseball and follows baseball. And so Jonathan just did something that he would think was amazing and romantic, not what his wife might which think. Which is a was gift for himself. Romantic. Yeah, which is like extra shitty when you think about it. Like well, that. it's a, like, then I, I kind of want Jennifer to be like, cute. Like maybe next year do something for me. It's like when it's like Marge, it's like Homer getting Marge a, a bowling ball yes. or Jonathan getting Jennifer that car. Remember the old car that she had to yes. drive from yes. the shipping I mean. docks? It's exactly that. And it's, it's just Life a, a slow classic no, you're right. You're com- right. Comedy uh, lever that it is people buy things that they actually want. For themselves. So, so we were like the... confused as Jennifer was confused about why she was in the middle of a baseball field. One mo- a moment when I when a tear did spring to my eye. I've been crying a lot more since I had COVID. For some reason, <laughs> tears come to my eyes a lot more <laughs> easily. <laughs> is when is it because you're thinking about all those people you hurt by being dismissed? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been thinking about all the psychics that I've dismissed. <laughs> when Max is thinking about all the memories from the house, and there's one of Jonathan and him sitting, and Jonathan takes his hand and says, "I love you." Oh yeah, I, mm-hmm. like that transcends the show to be Robert Wagner and Lionel standards sitting there and him telling him that he loves him. And just, I feel like it's maybe I'm wrong, but during this time was a little risky for two men to be on screen telling one, one telling the other that he loves him. You're not wrong. It's just such a beautiful moment and sentiment to be extra celebrated in a flashback of like the string of kind of random things that happened in that house, which I thought was such a beautiful moment from that episode. But 
it's brutal. That moment is so brutal. Like, what a kick in the neck. The fucking house burnt down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's We've a- spent how many hours in that house on Willowpond Road, and now it's gone, it's gone and they're forever. sitting there next to the burnt up brick wall, just yeah. like staring, staring. They're like everyone has their own weird way of coping with that. For me, mm. I'm just like, what kind of hellscape mindfuck <laughs> are you playing at right now? This is horrible. Yeah. There will be no more wood paneled wall with featuring a wood paneled. Uh, news anchor yeah. situation yeah. it is gone it's gone forever it's gone there's no more like water water heater closet that they can be shoved into <laughs> there's no more there will be rock. no more um yeah freaks hiding in the dressing area <laughs> yeah. there will be no more people getting electrocuted in the pool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there will be no more people there's no more chemicals explo- explosion the juice in the oven <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. sad. It's really sad and weird. That really shocked me that they did that fully. I was like, oh, there'll be a little fire that Max will put out. But then the whole house was inferno. That was so crazy. It was just, it, it was a bummer that Max felt uh, responsible for the, the house burning down. Yeah, like totally. that bummed right. me out. But <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's a kind of cool move yeah. on the part of Clean this slate. to say, like, hey, we're, we're doing new shit. Uh, here goes the house. We're I'm really house. curious about where they're going to be in the next episode. Slash I am too. I'm actually like the, this movie made me excited for the rest of the movies. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I also, <laughs> Ellen just shrugged. <laughs> yeah. As my- she did full caricature shrug. <laughs> just so you know, no, cause I'm excited. As I'm excited. <laughs> I do wonder if they I'm got... I'm not a hater of the movies. If if they signed on for a certain number of movies or if they were like, this is our time, our chance to end the series with this one movie and then or and then got another movie later on. I, I, gotta, I gotta do some research because I need to know, is this... What were they thinking during this movie? Was it their last hurrah in these characters or, or did they know they were gonna have more movies? Definitely didn't feel to me like like they were saying goodbye. Yeah. It, it really felt more like a, hey, we're still here. Yeah, that's what it felt like too. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciated it. it seemed like they would have done different, yeah, more um, sentimental things. Okay. We have not talked about Daisy May. And I want to talk no. about Daisy May. You're okay. you're a no on Daisy May? <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm really thirsty. <laughs> won't you won't you excuse me? Oh, yes. While well, Eric talks about Daisy May. <laughs> Daisy May, a name that has been in the American lexicon of names since the name Daisy and the name May. Sometimes they just go together. Daisy May. Who the fuck is Daisy May? So, do you ever eat dinner and then forget that you did and get up and think, man, what am I going to have for dinner? Yes. Okay. Daisy May is the uh, blonde wig widow. It's the widow. That's Uh-oh. actually widow. a great part where. Introduce the um, widow. Which one of them says, yeah, it's time to introduce the widow, mm-hmm. which is such a great. Yeah, thing. I was very confused when they said that. I love that. I love I loved them back to their bullshit, but the. It was so also, good. I felt like it was well played in the movie because they br- they start this thread 
at the ranch during the ranch montage where mm-hmm. Jonathan is chewing on a piece of wheat. And yeah, the the little Abner references. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then Jennifer mm-hmm. throws a piece of wheat in his briefcase, which he then decides to cancel a business trip to go hang out with her, which I loved. That was mm-hmm. fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the inter- the, when it gets to introducing the widow... And it's just instantly Daisy May. I thought that was all, that was the most earned costume moment of the entire show, as far as I'm concerned. Like, usually it's just like, hey, you want to fuck with some people? Like, let's, let me put a blonde wig on. Yeah. And also, is this the same, is this the same character as As Karen had to face in the car Mm -hmm. room with different with her? Uh. Oh no, that's Sally, right? Oh, her no, she had a flower name, didn't she? Oh no, Iris. Oh, is that Iris. the same episode? That was the with same the episode. long hair with the bangs at Heart yeah. Pharmaceuticals. Yeah. But what was the What was the one where they were country bumpkiny? Was that? Uh, it's the Tis the season. Tis the season. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was that the, <laughs> the um <laughs> the paper shredder the that's giant human, paper human shredder. sized? Yeah. They have to tour the paper. Show. Was that Daisy May? Was her name Daisy May and his name Abner in that episode? I actually don't remember. I, I kind of like... want to go back and check. I don't remember. Because that would be a really cute Easter egg. And the 90s is the time of Easter eggs. So is it? it's not unheard of that they would have gone back to that script. I don't remember, I don't remember all the Easter eggs in the 90s. Well, <laughs> but of course, the little Abner reference speaks to the audience age for yeah. the original show this entire scene i was trying to figure out whose widow was she meant to be eric eric oh okay i wish they would have said that more concretely to me because i was just like <laughs> what is happening who is this person what are we doing that's the whole that was like my extent of my thoughts through that entire <laughs> scene unfortunately and mm. then she said something that is so just empirically true <laughs> In her accent, she says, well, I suppose there are smokers and (laughs) non-smokers. Oh, I forgot about the smokers and non-smokers. And I was like, right, the secret code. A truer statement has never been made and needs never to be made again. (laughs) I suppose there are smokers and non-smokers. Yeah, you suppose correctly. Was it a reference to something that I just went over at my head? Oh my god, yeah. So the, the entire the episode, entire episode, <laughs> episode is based around this these documents about this health, this supposed health study mm-hmm. that's being held at McDowell Aviation. And so it refers to, it has all these stats and it describes these things as smokers and non-smokers, but they're actually talking about ballistic missile pro- program uh, like it's basically heat signatures oh. versus no heat signature yeah okay so i completely describing <laughs> in code um this missile project that they're yeah. working on and then the project uh, gets killed and so that's and the shady dude from the pentagon and the two people that work at mcdowell aviation are going are trying to sell the missile technology um, okay. to foreign countries because it the project got canceled by mm. the defense department that's insane that 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 all went over my head i didn't know <laughs> <laughs> i remember them talking about smokers and non-smokers but that's it i just it was the one thing that i kept holding on to because i was like this is 
they've made a point to make the smokers and non-smokers mm-hmm. thing a thing. So yeah. I need to hold on to it and make sure I know what that means at the end of this episode. Did anyone else appreciate the callback to Heart Industries satellite technology? When he's using the thermal imagery to find his dad. Uh-huh. Because that's a key element in one of the South American episodes. <laughs> that they're it using is? the satellite technology to assist them in, with mining oh. huh. efforts. I don't remember that. In that Bacopa? one guy, the one guy who is down there with his wife. Oh, yeah, I remember that episode. Oh, yeah. He's working f- he's working for this the satellite. The fake cactus everywhere in that episode. They put these big That's fake Bacopa. cactus. Was it? That I don't was Bacopa. No, I remember them this being is, on the No, this is you're talking about the one where they they uh kill the PhD candidate with yeah. a spear in the in the canoe. Mm-hmm. Where oh. they killed the son of the guy from Mission, uh, Mission Impossible. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh. oh, that's so haunting when they push the canoe down, when the canoe comes floating out. Is that heart, Hearts of Darkness? Yeah. It's Hearts of Darkness. Yeah. When they get hunted. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was um, because no one gave a shit about that guy that got murdered. <laughs> that was no. a so surprising thing to me. The. Yeah. Well, anyways, I thought that was a great callback that he's like, the satellite technology that we use for the whatever. It's like, yes, this is all coming together. Don't bother saving that looting creep, though, is what I'm thinking. But they do anyway. What do we think about Max breaking the fourth wall (laughs) at the end of the episode? Oh. Remember this? Do we care? Yeah. All bets are off Mm -hmm. at this point. Like do whatever, do your worst for a heart to heart movie. <laughs> I liked uh, Max's black turtleneck and tan blazer look. Yeah. Oh yeah, so good. Very nice. When he goes, when he goes shopping for the new house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my first notes is Max looks great. He looks fantastic. Yeah. There were a couple of moments, a couple of scenes where he seemed belligerently drunk. Really? <laughs> yes. Whoa. <laughs> What? They were just, they were just, it's very, very minute. <laughs> These little moments where <laughs> Jonathan would walk into the room and Max is sitting down and Max would go like, I thought you were doing the People respond to him like he said words. <laughs> oh my God. That's really funny. You know, it's just like, you go, Lionel. Yeah. There was a cute Get moment. your drink on. Do your thing. When they come back to the part from the party where Jonathan gets accused of murder, there's a cute moment where Jennifer says, oh, he stayed up. He waited up for us because he's sleeping on the couch yeah. with freeway on his lap. Oh, that was so cute. That was great. Yeah. Um, I mean, there. you <laughs> ever just want to get on a horse and just ride? <laughs> ride until the horse until is a nub. Stops. Until the horse stops. <laughs> until the horse is a bloody stump. There is another guy trying to get belligerently drunk. The, the CEO of Aviation Industries in Seattle. He, him, and Jonathan have the most awkward dinner together in a dark it's room. Lunch. It's lunch. Oh, it's a lunch. It felt like dinner. It's even so weirder. Dark it it's was. lunch. Yeah, <laughs> awkward with lunch. Flowers. It's so awkward. A lunch for which we know the entire menu. I guess. It is lunch because, because the assistant announces yeah, the menu. Yeah, the entire menu. <laughs> then the CEO, whatever his name was, says, 
do you want do you, how about we go out tonight and he does these jazz hands yeah. there's a new club <laughs> and he does these like old man jazz hands to jonathan like let's go out he's so excited to go out with jonathan and jonathan's <laughs> like no i shouldn't and then that just ends it it's so sad. I was like, where are they going to go? The color box? Yeah. Like, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? It's a couple old CEOs in downtown Seattle. Come out with me. I'm going to go see Mother Love Bone at the color nice. box. Yeah. <laughs> the Weathered Wall. Let's go. Um, oh, the Weathered Wall. <laughs> We're going to go see Alice in Chains at the Weathered Wall. The, um, they end, both end up drugged um, underneath the viaduct outside the OK Hotel. Um, Better episode, the, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the lunch that the assistant lists off is like the most '90s lunch, businessman's lunch ever, right? Where she's like, steamed vegetables, a poached chicken breast, and whatever, and like the guys and bottled water. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And it's just like, mm. is a poached chicken breast just a boiled? Chicken breast? Basically, yes. Oh, it's disgusting. really inappropriate. Uh, also, honestly, they. Depending they, on what poaching liquid you use. They did just mm. as well with that as opposed to the pastrami sandwiches that McDowell asked about. Right. What about my pastrami there sandwiches? Is no good pastrami in Seattle, Washington. In little Seattle, in LA. I was kind Case of excited closed. for them to go actually to Seattle, which would have been a nice, very cheap shooting location for a for a LA based crew. I feel like <laughs> I you don't could think have pretty is. easily done it. <laughs> Early, I, I think but, shooting in Seattle is expensive. Is but do you think that Seattle got a shout out because Seattle was just so in the zeitgeist in nineteen ninety three? Yeah, it was smells Probably, like Teen Spirit year. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's post smells like Teen Spirit, so we're like in the throes of Starbucks, Frasier. It's like everyone's on their second album, right? I think ninety four. Ninety is it ninety three or ninety four? This was ninety three. No, ninety four. Well, the episode, the movie was ninety three. No, ninety four. Jurassic Park was ninety three. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> I like the way you say that, Robot Joe. <laughs> but it's I wish I wish they had shot in. Uh, oh, I wish they had shot in um, I think November Seattle, 5th, wasn't it? <laughs> hmm. November fifth, nineteen ninety three, is when this aired. Ah. Oh. I fucked up because you guys were saying ninety four earlier, and I knew that was wrong. Oh, we fucked you up. Yeah. Okay, you psyched me out. A couple psychics. Hmm. Anyway, hey, we, we won't be erased. Uh, yeah, yeah. Stop erasing. Yeah. minutes of. Podcasting. Oh my god! Stop erasing wow. ratings. Uh, ratings. Uh-oh. Guess we're keeping the same rating scale. Okay. We kept the same minute for our minute maxes. So why I will tell you ahead of time. Sister community players sent their ratings as well. Oh, do we hear them before? Oh, are their ratings twice as long as ours? They are because there's four of them, uh, but they, <laughs> they all gave it 4.5. Each one of them individually gave wow. it 4.5. Wow, wow, wow. Hmm. Interesting. Do with that information what you will. <laughs> I'll do a lot with it. Ellen? Um, I... Oh. <sighs> 
I mean, I'm I'm thinking I shouldn't think of it this way, but I'm thinking in context of the other movies. Mm. And spoiler that's, alert. That's cheating. <laughs> is it? There's one there's I mean, like this one's not my favorite. But I don't think it's bad either. I'm just trying to give a balanced rating within the context of the other films. Yeah. So I'm attempting for once to be thoughtful. Mm-hmm. But it's I feel like it's not going that well. <laughs> Welcome um, to my world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, now, suddenly now I'm just thinking of how my rating can fuck Joe the most. Uh, Give it a six. Zero. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go along with the Sisters of I'll say because of what the movie means, because of things like middle of the night hearts, because mm. of uh, somebody just getting absolutely well not just somebody because of ken howard just getting brained by a vase (laughs) uh wielded by jennifer and beep boop boop room all the things it's like and it takes place in fake seattle fake glass brick seattle (laughs) um yeah i'm in 4.5 i was i was vacillating between a four or five so that is actually perfect nice 4.5 uh i'm gonna give it a four Mm. Uh, I, I, my distaste for the nineties is, uh, <laughs> evident, obviously. It's big. But it's big. It's yeah, no, it's just, there's something about that look. There's, there's a particular mm-hmm. aesthetic to television movies specifically and cable created content <laughs> and pornography of the, yeah. of the nineties. It's because they shot, like, they shot mm-hmm. everything through a glass brick. Pretty much, yeah. It's entirely glass brick. <laughs> That's why. But I did. It's as soon as I. I can't. Uh, I can't discount the fact that as soon as the hearts were together on screen, yeah, in this episode, I lit up and I was so happy to be there. And every time they were together on screen, I was loving it. Mm-hmm. So even though I had no idea what happened in the episode, even after <laughs> the episode was over, uh, I still really enjoyed it. So it's a four. Nice. Mm. I came across, came upon my rating when we saw Jennifer in the field shooting the world team health people, and it's a five <laughs> for me. Oh, wow. And I think it's possibly because I lowered my expectations so hardcore for these movies that I was so pleasantly surprised by this movie huh. and how it just gelled so well. I love the writing the shocking hearts house being burnt down like a huge arc change just it just it was a lot it was miles better than what i thought we were going to be getting into so i was Hmm. very pleasantly surprised is it a five in terms of movies in general in my (laughs) life i don't think so but is it a five in the context of heart to heart the show yes i think it's I just really, really enjoyed it. And the extra funny zingers, there were some moments where Eric and I laughed out loud. That's true. So uh, even though there was no real action, there was no real villain, I don't know. There's still something about this that I love the 90s and like just having our favorite characters back again from from the show into this new decade is so unusual and weird. But yeah, I think it's a five. Cool. 
Heart to Heart Returns gets 13.5 hearts. That's massive heart attack. Nice. Um, yeah, I I think that works. Yeah. I was expecting to hate this so Me much. <laughs> From the clip that I saw, which I've mentioned before, where when I was looking at interviews and things at the end of the show, it, it felt so unheart to heart, but this felt so heart to heart yeah. in a way that expanded the universe and made it more just the way that the Jonathan and Jennifer were doing their own thing apart from each other was so great. And Jennifer even mentions at a certain point, can we keep going like this? Yeah. We have to get back together. That was really good. Yeah. It was, it was great. I do. Yeah. No, I, it really just Jennifer hitting dude with a vase and then (laughs) explaining that away to Jonathan who literally doesn't give a fuck is really all that needs to be said about this. episode yeah uh it's it's great and, ellen oh did you find your dvds <laughs> i did okay i did then what are we doing next <laughs> i'm so glad you asked um originally released on february 18th 1994 uh next week we're going to be watching and discussing home is where the heart is When a mentor and friend of Jennifer's dies, she and Jonathan return to the town where Jennifer once lived and worked as a reporter. They soon discover that all is not right within this picturesque town, and they must sort out whether their friend's death was murder and what sinister secrets may lie behind the truth. That sounds so good. I just, I do hope that there's a good villain and that there's some more action. That's what I hope for this next movie episode. <laughs> I I'm I'm hoping that it's slightly spooky in a weird like the, the the way that you describe that plot makes me think that there is possibility for spookiness, and I know that that's not the strong suit of Heart to Heart, but when they do it, they do it well. So I hope that we do get a little bit of that spookiness. That sounds like foreshadowing. Oh really? <laughs> oh, what could that be about? Mm-hmm. We'll find out. <laughs> Well, people, I can't believe you have stuck with us <laughs> through the first movie, even. <laughs> um, but I'm so glad that you have. Yeah. Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> write to us. Returns. It was murderpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at it was murderpod. Uh, also, Instagram is it, it was murderpod. We're not very good at doing social media, but we'll try. <laughs> if, you, if you're there, if you let us know that you're there, we'll we'll try. We'll be there. Uh, also, rate and review us where you're listening to this. Um, please give us five stars. I, I know that's probably hard for you to comprehend after listening to this, but you can do it. I believe in you. Uh, these movies you can find on YouTube. Uh, they're mm. also readily available to buy for very cheap if you want the DVDs. Uh, I suggest someone buy one and then through our social media start a network of people who just mail the dvds to each other (laughs) yeah (laughs) and uh then we can keep this going forever Mm -hmm. until then what are we doing now is it good night freeway jr yeah it's gotta be (gasps) oh so much change gotta say i love freeway jr yeah i thought freeway jr was super cute i thought the the scenarios that involved it were great. I also loved that it was Freeway Jr. They didn't try to pretend that this dog lives forever. 
Um, when Jonathan was shrieking at him to heal, even though he was healing. Yeah. I was like, what do you, he's healing. Also Jonathan in that moment, like when they were, when they were, um, 3 a.m. training the dog. Yeah. Jonathan says, good baby. And that, made, that, that instantly just made my heart open up even wider and love all the time. Robert Wagner. Yeah. Because that was obviously something that he just said from the heart. And then I swear during that section, Jennifer said something like, we can't fuck while Max is around. <laughs> oh, this, she said, we can't do it while Max is awake. Oh, which was another deep, like just enriching of our understanding of their <laughs> lived experience <laughs> they're very aware of when max is listening to them fuck <laughs> i mean i'm i'm gonna guess that max is a snorer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we can probably hear it <laughs> through the walls anyway uh more of those walls don't exist they were burned down <laughs> <laughs> good night freeway junior <laughs> Good night, Freeway Junior. Good night, Freeway Junior. We love you, baby. I have to find out if that's St. Ashbrook. Good baby. (laughs) Bye.